0: In Scotland, when friends get together, they blether. When these three friends happen to be Scottish Blue Badge tourist guides, you can be sure that the country that they're so passionate about will be right at the heart of their discussions. Be it contemporary or historical, culinary or cultural, reminiscence or anecdote, from accommodation to zoos, the chat will range right across the entire alphabet of topics and issues that are live and happening in Scotland right now. We hope that you'll join us. There's nothing to beat a richt good blether.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Scottish Blethers. It's the beginning of the month, so this is one of our specials where we look at our favourites. Your hosts today are Helen and Liz and I'm Susan. So Liz, do you want to kick us off? Tell us everybody what the the topic is for this month.
0: Well, I love these favourite ones because there's no planning. It's just off the cuff. We just blather, we range backwards and forwards on the topic this month of lochs. Now, when people think of Scotland and they think of lochs, there's the blockbusters that come to mind. So everybody's favourite lochs, you must include... Ah, but hold on a minute, though. (laughs) You're going to have to explain
1: what a loch is. A lot of people don't know what a loch is. All
0: right. OK, I'll hand over to you for that, Susan.
1: Well, a loch is basically a Scottish word for a lake. And it's spelt L-O-C-H and it's about a body of water and you can have a smaller body of water than than a lake and it's called a lochan, L-O-C-H-A-N.
0: A A wee loch.
1: A wee loch, aye. So, sorry, back to you now.
0: Okay, well it's quite appropriate that we're actually looking at lochs this year because 2020 was Visit Scotland's Year of Coasts and Waters So it was a bit of a washout, you can say that much, for 2020. But they've extended it through into 2021. So it's apt that we are considering lochs today. And kick off with
2: Loch Ness. Ellen, what's your thoughts on Loch Ness? Have you seen the monster? Oh, absolutely. I have definitely seen the monster. And all my children and my grandchildren have all seen the monster when I've taken them up there. It's one of those things, if you totally believe, you will see. I think it was a story that
0: mothers told to their kids to keep them away from the water's edge because just about every lock in Scotland has got its own monster.
1: But hold on, uh, we've got a we've got a saint
2: that's seen Nessie and had a wee chat with Nessie. Yes, who are you saying, missus? How can you possibly go against what the, the man who brought Christianity to Scotland said? It always reminds me of Disney's Beauty and the Beast
0: because he was travelling with his followers. And they heard this for you, going on because one of the villagers had been attacked by the beast. So you didn't want to be one of St. Columbus's followers because he tended to use you as human bait. So he sent one into the water and when, right enough, the beast came out of the water, he shouted at it, Get back, beast! And made the sign of the cross. And the beast retreated as
2: if pulled by chains. Just Disney, no, isn't it? No, it's real. It's Shh. totally real. You are broadcasting this to the world at large. The Loch Ness Monster absolutely exists.
1: And, of course, Nessie's got a cousin. She's Morag. got Morag
0: that lives in mm-hmm. Loch Mordor. Yes. She's got cousins and relations all over every
2: Loch in Scotland. <laughs> but I, th- I think with Loch Ness, it just lends itself to the idea of a monster. It is just so dramatic, with the hills coming down, the steep edges coming right down into the loch, and the fact that there are parts of it where they haven't actually found the bottom. So who knows? And of course, you've got the fact which every Scottish tourist
0: guide loves to tell altogether guts. There's more water <laughs> in Loch Ness than all the lochs of England and, and Wales ones. put together.
1: Don't awesome. like, <laughs> you just love it? I love Actually, I think you'll find it's almost double yeah, yes.
2: the oh. amount of water in all the English and Welsh ones. Yes. I told a, a group that, and one of the gentlemen in the group came to me and said, oh, and it was during the time that California was having a real drought someplace, he said, I'm, I work for the water board over in California. I'm just wondering. I said, no, you cannot transport the water from Loch Ness to California. And as I
0: often tell my tour members, they can take my freedom, but they'll never take my water. <laughs> I suffer the rain, you know, as it becomes a precious resource. They're not coming to put a pipeline down south from my water. Oh, and exactly. Exactly. But you know, Loch Ness isn't the deepest. I mean it's pretty deep. It's two hundred
1: and thirty meters deep, which is what, six hundred and ninety, seven hundred yep. feet? But it's not the deepest. No. Any guesses to which is the deepest? Mora. Aye, uh, and how deep is it? Don't know that. Whoa. Ah, gotcha. It's three hundred and ten <laughs> meters, or that's what, about nine hundred and thirty feet yeah. deep. Yeah. And of Deeper
2: course, in the North that, Sea in the Atlantic. That totally explains why it's got a monster. And it's so damn cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they've <it's> got minchees.
0: <laughs> they've all got minchees. Yeah. But the one way, forget about the midges, get away from the midges. The one way that you should see Loch Ness is on the water. Yeah, absolutely. To see oh, definitely. And of course, it's got one of the most beautiful castles sticking out on a promontory Loch Erkert. And to, the way to arrive at Loch Erkert is by water. Yes. You know, if it's it, it, particularly early in the morning, you have the mist hanging low. Sometimes the water can be absolutely dead calm like glass. Mm. And it is spectacular. Never ceases to impress. It
1: is an amazing trip, isn't it? You know, and good luck to Jacobite Cruises for getting up and running again once the pandemic's over. And obviously there's lots of little operators as well because you can get the little uh, rib, the rigid inflatable boat from Fort Augustus if you yeah. fancy a bit of speed and
0: uh, maybe getting a bit wet, you can go out on that one which is which is great as well. And of course we shouldn't forget the Loch Ness is part of the Caledonian Canal, so you can actually travel right through
2: from east coast to west coast or vice versa. And thanks um, thanks to our good friend Thomas Telford that we spoke about the other absolutely. week or or, or on one of our podcasts, yes. yes.
1: And of course, for there, you get four for one. Do the the Great Glen yes. and the, the Caledonian Canal, and you get four lochs
0: for the price of one. Absolutely. But you were talking about Loch Ness not being the deepest, Susan. No. It's also not the largest by surface area. Helen, what's the largest by surface area?
2: Is that Loch Lomond? Correct. Yes.
0: Yay.
1: 71
0: square kilometres, I think you'll find. You've been doing your research, Susan. Oh, you know me. I like (laughs) to be prepared. (laughs) No, it's a beautiful Loch as well. And it has the, the feature that such a huge population was within 50 mile radius of Loch Lomond. So going right back to Victorian times when the population, or before that, even earlier, when the population began to build in Glasgow in the 1800s, and people looked, to Loch Lomond as a place to escape to. And with the coming of the railways in the 1800s, they were accessible. So people would go out to fish and to sail and swim on Loch Lomond.
1: And it's the only loch with an island with wallabies on it. A
2: long way from Australia to get to there, that's for sure. (laughs) And of course, one of the islands has also got a a naturist colony or a nudist colony on a camp on it. And apparently, and how
1: do you know that one exactly? Helped? Well,
2: I saw an advert about two years <laughs> ago. Daughter, <Doctor> the rock <laughs> is getting on. Well, apparently, it was founded in the nineteen sixties or thereby, and they realised that most of their members were getting slightly older now, and so they were looking for younger members. Oh. And did you join? I didn't fit into the age category. <laughs> or who knows you were were too scared of the midges oh that's right yes (laughs) the other thing about Loch Lomond one of the islands in I when I was a schoolgirl, I went in an archaeological dig there and right on the top of in on the top of the hill is an old chapel and graveyard and part of our task was to try to find the edges of the chapel and we did that And just follow on from that story, just about two years ago, I was standing in the queue to check into one of the hotels in Glasgow. and As I do, I started blethering to the person in front of me. There was this group who were clearly very well-dressed, but apart from the fact they were wearing boots or wellies. And it was a wedding party. They'd been to Inchkailewch, to that little chapel that I found, the cornerstone of, And they'd had their wedding there, and this was sent back at the hotel for the reception in Glasgow. The other thing about Loch Lomond is that it is said that the timber, the wood, that built some of Glasgow Cathedral was actually brought down from the highlands at the north end of the loch and floated down the loch, right down Loch Lomond and out onto the River Leven, which is a tributary of the River Clyde, and floated up the Clyde to Glasgow to build Glasgow Cathedral. Wonderful, and on that topic, you know Loch Lomond is right at the heart
0: of the first national park in Scotland, Loch Lomond and the Trossachs National Park. And the Trossachs are often said to be Scotland in miniature. And one of the most beautiful lochs in the Trossachs is Loch Catron which of course was the water supply for Glasgow. So Queen Victoria opened the the first public water supply from Loch Catron
2: So it's a beautiful one to sail on as well. It almost comes into the you know the usual suspects of Loch Ness and Loch Lomond and Loch Catron. It's very popular Do that, but stunningly beautiful. And in the Trossachs, a really fascinating thing that happened in the 1850s in that area, Loch Catron, Loch Achri, Loch Venicher was when they were looking to bring fresh water into Glasgow, that they set up a project there, the Loch Catron Project, and it was admired internationally as an engineering marvel when it was opened in 1860. And it was one of the most ambitious civil engineering schemes to have been undertaken in Europe. And I think that's fantastic. And it not only brought fresh water to Glasgow to improve the health of the citizens of Glasgow, but it provided... A source of hydraulic power that was indispensable to the growth of Glasgow's in industrial progression. It was cheap and clean means of lifting and moving the heavy plant because, of course, the industry around Glasgow was real heavy industries, dockyards, shipyards, warehouses, railways. Yeah, and what I always remember about that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, but
0: I always remember the, that uh, on the day that Queen Victoria came to open the water supply for Glasgow, the provost was due to meet her and he slept in.
2: <laughs> Maybe that's Ooh. just an
0: urban myth. <laughs> well, There's certainly one thing that I always remember yeah. about it.
2: I've heard that wee <laughs> story as well. Oh, well, that put him in line with the, the provost that slept in, in Edinburgh Absolutely. as
0: well. That's <laughs> it, yeah. And, of course, the other thing that we associate with Locaton is Sir Walter Scott. Because, the Lady uh, of the Lake. That's it, absolutely. So, um, for this being, you know, for those that are interested in in books, might want to check that one out. Poem, in that case. But talking about um, about lakes, the other one that comes into the blockbusters, it's the largest body of shallow water in Scotland, is Loch Leven, which there's now a, a nature trail around about it, and it's thirteen mm-hmm. miles long. But what I love about Loch Leven is it, the bird life. Absolutely fantastic. There is an RSPB centre there, but it's particularly migratory birds, so it's a convenient stopping off point for birds flying north and south. And I mean the, the one that stands out is the pink footed geese. There's over 20,000 in the
2: flocks, and I always think it's the cold water that they're standing in makes their feet go Go pink. pink. And it's this time of year that they're going over in their flocks every day, every morning and every night to see them. And they've got that lovely kind of V-shaped formation, but the noise they make as they're speaking to each other, communicating, it's a huge sound.
1: But you can't talk about Loch Leven near Kinross without
0: talking about Mary Queen of Scots, surely? Absolutely. The level of the, the loch was actually reduced by a quarter in the 18th century because they wanted more farmland and they wanted to take the water for the mills round about. So before that, it was much larger. But when they reduced the water level, it exposed a number of islands that hadn't been there before. But one of the biggest islands is the island which holds the castle where Mary Queen of Scots spent her first imprisonment. Uh, they put her there under the, the watch of the family that owned the castle, but she was a very persuasive young lady, and uh, she managed to persuade one of her pages to smuggle her the keys to the castle and then to row her across to the mainland from where she took off and raised her army and once once more defeated And this time, they sent her down to England. They weren't taking any chances. So she used her feminine wiles to get out of it. Absolutely. But nowadays, you can get a ferry across, and it's really atmospheric. You have to go across and imagine that you were Mary Queen of Scots being taken to your imprisonment and then escaping. Oh, my goodness. And
1: of course, near there, you've got Loch Leven's Larder, which is a great place to go and get a hot drink or something to eat. And some um, of the
2: best scones that I've ever tasted at Loch Leven Larder. Oh, now
1: we can have a scone off if you
0: want, because for me, it's Hetty's and Pitloff. All
2: right, right, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> another episode, girls, another episode. My favourite scone. I can see it coming now. With us nice. sitting, stuffing our faces. That's right. <laughs> but I've got a question for you. When is a loch not a loch? ah when it's a lake exactly and we only have one of those in scotland well actually there are more but people say that there's only one because there's only one famous one and that is the lake of menteith which again is in the Trossachs down in the central belt of scotland and again and fairly shallow i think it is and again it's got the association with mary queen That's of scots right, yes. have you visited yourselves yes, yes. i have been round and about i've been onto the island as well in the middle yeah it's fascinating yeah, Mary Queen of Scots, the King of England had ideas that he was going to marry her off to his son and take Scotland by through marriage, what well he couldn't take by force. But Mary de Guise, Mary Queen of Scots' mother, was having none of it. So at five years of age, Mary Queen of Scots was sent to the island in the middle of Loch Leven with her four maidservants, her four, four ladies. And again, it's really poignant to go and see where they planted trees and the priory that they were in and whatever on this tiny island in the centre.
1: And of course, it's used for the grand match. Absolutely. Well, the Bonspiel for curling, when it
0: freezes up enough over a winter, the ice is deep enough. Yeah, unfortunately, it hasn't been deep enough. It, this started, the Bonspiel started in 1847 when winters were colder. But they need to get to a depth of seven inches of ice. And we thought we were getting there oh, in 2010. It was very close. Yeah. It was very it close. It was very close. All the organisation was made and uh, they were going to have this bond spiel. They were anticipating thousands to come. So when you have a bond spiel, it's focused on a match of curling. So they're sledging and they're skating, but the main event is the curling. But then the Health and Safety Police stepped in because um, they reckoned that the roads roundabout weren't able to accommodate all this traffic that was going to be descending on the loch. So, unfortunately, it didn't go ahead officially in twenty. I was going to say,
1: it maybe didn't happen officially, but my brother
0: did go and play unofficially. <laughs> yeah, over 20,000 and your brother. we see a thing where yes.
2: a lot of people turned up. Uh oh, is it off? What a shame.
1: <laughs> yes, oh, I just happened to be here with my buddies. <laughs> my parents did actually play back in, the, was it the 70s or 80s? It might be been the 70s. 1979
0: was the last That would be had. the one.
1: Well, I'd have, been, I'd have been about eight years old. Um, but my mum and dad played in the grand match at that point. So, yeah, they said it was, mum said it was an amazing mm-hmm. thing to take part in. And it was just incredible, the amount of people
0: and the camaraderie and the fun that they had. What amazes me is the fact that they held bonfires on it you know you can't imagine a bonfire on the middle of a frozen loch but they did and even in uh, 2010 they held barbecues i suppose as long as it's not sat on the ice yeah. you might be okay with the yeah. freezer or something can i just finish one thing because people our, our listeners are going to be wondering why is it called lake when all of the rest of them are called loch. Well, they are, nobody knows for sure, but the unofficial reason that it's called Lake of Menteith is it was a mistake by a cartographer who mistook, mistook the word lake,
2: L-A-I-C-H, which means a low place in Scots, or a lake, and it took the name Lake. So it was a mistake. Now, the other one I've mm-hmm. got for that, Liz, which, again, I'm not sure of the truth of it, is that one of the people who betrayed William Wallace to the English was the Monteith. And right. so for all time, the body of water in their land was to be known as a lake, so that people would say, why is it called the Lake of Menteith And the shame of the Manteiths of betraying William Wallace would be told forevermore. I like your explanation so much more, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> really, to let a few facts get in the way of a good story. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> right, Susan, you were you were heading north.
1: Well, I was going to take you up to Loch Faskelly. Oh, lovely. And this is where I risk tarnishing myself with the same brush as the Daughter of the Rock. <laughs> uh, because I'm going to talk about my hometown and Pitlochry, And it has Loch Faskelly, which was originally a river but it was dammed in the late 1940s to become part of a hydroelectric scheme and at the time there was huge demonstrations against the creation of this loch because they thought it was going to ruin tourism. Oh, now if you look up it. at Lochray today a lot of the tourism is based around the loch and people being able to go and rent a paddle boat or a stand yes. up paddle board or go for a walk around the loch And I'm lucky enough to live pretty much on the edge of it. And I think it's fantastic. The colours during fall are amazing. And just being able to get up in the morning and go and, you know, launch a boat on the water and go for a wee paddle is fantastic. So it was built between 1947 and 1950. And it is two miles long and it's widest about 700 metres wide which is what about 2, 000, just over 2000
2: feet wide it's it's absolutely beautiful and i'll tell you a wee story about that when we used to go up to visit my my grandparents my father always told us a story about loch Fascale. it wasn't there he used to camp at the bottom of it with the bb because he used to he was in the bb the boys brigade and they used to come uh-huh. out of dundee and their campsite was where Loch Faskally now stands. Oh,
1: right down by the river, yeah. where the river yes. was.
2: So uh-huh.
0: that, that was Where's always
2: that? our story. Well, I camped right at the bottom of that loch, he would say.
0: Uh. And there's a fascinating little museum there now that tells the story of how the hydroelectric power came to the, the, the area. The Tumul Tigers tunneling through yes. to to get the, the connect up the lochs high up in the mountains, to get the, the water power to turn the turbines to generate the first electricity, power in the glens. Indeed, and I think we should probably keep hydroelectric
1: power for another episode because we could go on forever absolutely, about
0: that. Absolutely, But we're talking, we've talked about the big blockbuster ones, but remembering that Scotland has over 31,000 freshwater lochs, there's so many little ones. And just before we go on to some of the smaller ones that might be personal favourites, Have either of you done the the trip across on the plane from Glasgow to Barra, landing on the the beach at Barra? Have you done that? No, that's on the bucket list. It's absolutely phenomenal. You take off in a little, it's a 14-seater plane, and you land when the tide is out on the beach on one of the islands, Barra, which is in the Outer Hebrides, but on the way over... You just get an idea of how much of Scotland is covered in water. Mm. Just myriad of tiny lochs, because the the land is so low lying. And of course, that's a major danger as we move forward with global warming and rising sea levels. That so much of the of our islands and our coast is under threat. Mm,
1: yes, let's hope we can get on top of this, well, so that we right. don't lose more of the land that's there. When you
0: go out for a walk, I have to get even with you now. We've heard about Pitlock (laughs) we've heard about right? (laughs) I live a lot of the time up in the highlands of Scotland. And when you go out, it usually focuses on some walk around a loch. So I have many favourites. Many of them have got connections with superstition, like um, Loch Nguyen, which is the green loch, which is said that the fairies come there in the morning to wash their clothes, which is what makes it green, but it does have a distinctive green colour. My husband loves Loch Morloch. All of these lochs are very much glacial. We have kettle hole lochs where a glacier has melted and a bit has just melted and formed a loch. So
2: many, many lochs up here. What are your favourite walks round lochs? Well, one of the lochs that, that I think is absolutely fascinating is one that's called Loch Drunkie. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Drunkie by name and Drunkie by nature. See, that's right.
2: <laughs> this, this is up in the Trossachs, not far from Loch Veneker and Loch Catron or Loch Catron that we were talking about earlier, but it's only accessible by foot or by bicycle. The name Loch Drunkie, the boring explanation is it's a corruption of the Gaelic, which I can't pronounce. It's something like dronchie. But I like the other explanation, which is, in the days when there was lots of illegal whisky stills dotted all through the the hills and the in Scotland, and that the Trossachs area was just perfect for illegal stills. And they used to have a, a watchman keeping watch for the excise man, the customs man coming over to find out about these illegal stills. And one day the lookout, the sentry, fell asleep and couldn't warn the still keepers, the still men, in time. So all they could do was dump everything into the nearby loch. And of course, that was their whiskey, their stills, everything. And so from that day, it was known as Loch Drunkie. And a wee bit like Campbelltown Loch, the song, if you like. That's what I was yes. going to say. You couldn't tell that story without thinking of Campbelltown Loch. And that's right. I wish you were whiskey.
0: Yes. Yeah, the idea of falling asleep and having a dream where Campbelltown Loch was whiskey. Yeah. And then he, was, he woke up, the, the polis were afloat in a dirty big boat, shouting, Kind, kind gentlemen, gentlemen, please. please. Yes. And of course, that's
1: a sea loch rather than a, a freshwater lock. We haven't pent- even touched well, on
0: those will include those too. Yeah, yep. mainly uh, most of the sea lochs on the west coast, yep. where we were torn away from the North Atlantic as the tectonic plates split apart. And then, of course, the glaciation was strongest on the, the west coast. So we've got these deep, very steep-sided lochs or sea lochs.
1: And I suppose if they were elsewhere, they'd probably be called fjords. But there's some great sea lochs. I've dived in a few of them, and the underwater life is quite something. And then there's other ones where the likes of Horn, where it's a long way in by single track road, but it's a beautiful
0: sea lock, and then you can go and pick mussels and
1: things off the uh, the rocks.
2: Wonderful. And of course, the words
0: the words goes that if we were ever under nuclear attack, that the great and the good, the monarchs and the the parliament, the government would all go into a submarine and they would stay hidden in the lochs, the sea lochs of the west coast of Scotland until it was safe to come out. Oh,
2: really?
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. I suppose that's a little bit like the World War II convoys that would come and congregate in the sea lochs in the northwest of Scotland before they created their, their big convoy with their protection heading
2: across that's, to North that's America. That's right. There's still kind of images and relics of, of that time, in some of the sea lochs, your yeah, old piers Lock- and things like that. Yeah, in Loch mm. Long. And then, of course, our nuclear deterrent to this day is still in the Holy
0: Loch, and that's a a contentious issue because yeah. the Scottish Nationalist Party have a, on their agenda that they will remove all nuclear power from Scotland. And, of course, it's a major employer in that area round about the Holy Loch.
2: Yeah, another contentious it issue. Is. Never. We're Scottish. <laughs> and we and even on them. talking about something as beautiful as... Loch, Scottish lochs, we can find something, can't we? <laughs> oh, well, yes. I would have
0: thought, Susan, that you would have brought up Loch of the Lows. It's a lovely walk in oh, your area. Oh,
1: that's
2: stunning up there, yes.
1: You know what? You're, you're going you're gonna to be shocked at this. I've never actually walked
0: that. Oh, my goodness. Helen and I know. have. Oh well, quite a number of years ago we did that, Liz, didn't we? <laughs> we did. It. it got put onto the itinerary of a tour that we were doing and we had no idea where it was. We walked out of Dunkeld. And it's a very, very steep walk out of Dunkeld. We found that there was a much easier route to yes. come in from the other direction. But oh, it had yes. us out of puff for a wee while.
1: Now, the one I really like is actually one up near where you are, which uh-huh. is Loch Nailin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. near Aviemore. Yeah, walk of the we, island. It's fantastic. It's so pretty, and it's kind of the Caledonian pine forest. And you get that lovely red bark with the twists and turns of the branches. And then you look up into the canopy. And when I did it last time, it was there was actually snow on
0: the ground, mm-hmm. so it was even better. And oh, it was stunning. just a lovely walk.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: And again, an island in the centre with a castle now ruined, but it has its story this time. The person that's associated with that is the wolf of Badenoch. Oh, yes. Ooh, nasty bad man. man. Yeah, very bad, bad man. Another episode will cover him. Yes, This list is getting longer, isn't it? <laughs> we have to keep ourselves busy. <laughs> Who knows how long this is going to go on? But then what about Loch T? What do you think about Loch T? Oh, again. I love the Cranog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good example of a Cranog, which is a prehistoric loch dwelling and uh, there the archaeologists have excavated the crannogs on Loch Tay, and it has a centre where you can actually learn all about
2: what life would have been like on the Cranog, it's brilliant. What's amazing is that a number of the small islands that we see in many of the lochs in Scotland, we just think of them as islands but they in fact started life as Cranogs, as prehistoric dwellings homesteads, just like the one that Liz was talking about on Loch Tay. And
0: of course, ladies, it's getting near tea time. We couldn't mention all the lochs of Scotland without talking about what we get out of them. You know, So we have fantastic trout, salmon um, and sea lochs. So apart from that, it was when you said loch tay, they are freshwater mussels, which are now an endangered <gasps> oh, species. Yes. So you certainly can't be taking them out for eating. No. But oysters,
2: Loch Fine is famous for its ter- oysters. Just the mussels, yes. Yeah. But yes, I think you have to have a special license to do freshwater mussels and well, freshwater pearls. As far as I was aware, like it was like uh ivory that yes. even
0: trading in freshwater That's pearls right. is illegal now because they are so endangered. And you you were talking about Loch there, Susan, but River Tea mm. is the longest river in Scotland and it has I can't remember the actual figure, but it's a very significant proportion of the world stocks of freshwater mussel. And obviously it's
1: as being the longest, it's a great salmon fishing li- river. And award-winning salmon, the, the heaviest one that was pulled out, was by a lady called Georgina Ballantyne, and it was
0: £64. Absolutely. And also the second largest salmon ever taken was by a lady, so they reckon it's the pheromones.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: any yeah. excuse for the men not to have the biggest one? <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, these records have been standing for years, haven't they? Georgina Ballantyne Absolutely. was... What, the early 1900s? 1928, I think it was. That sounds right, yes. Helen mentioned their
0: mussels, perhaps the most famous for mussels, Loch Lassa, on Mull. Mull mussels Mm. are highly sought after for all the top restaurants. We could go on and on with this for ages. It's a fascinating topic, but perhaps when you think of Scotland, it's one of the images, lochs and gleds, we haven't even mentioned Loch Marie Oh, there's so many. They are, and they've all got be- beautiful viewpoints. Yeah. You know, so if you're a photographer coming to Scotland, you know,
2: you could just do a tour around the lochs of Scotland. It's perfection. And I think Loch Loch Achry, near Loch Ayr that we've mentioned uh, that is just a photographer's dream, with the beautiful reflections that it can sometimes throw up on the calm waters of the mountains and hills around about it, and the colours are just stunning.
0: And if you really want a challenge and some fantastic views, the highest Loch in Scotland, Loch Etchikin, up at the top of Cairngorm, you just have the world at your feet.
2: Oh, yes.
0: Well, I'm afraid, ladies, we're going to have to start pulling this one to a close.
1: So, what about your words of the episode?
2: (laughs) Yes, Susan. What about our words of the episode? (laughs) You mean we haven't got any prepared? Have we done Trookit? Yes. Yes. (laughs)
1: Okay, we can leave out the words of the episode for this one. It's a special. Well, my word of the episode is thrapple. Uh Oh, yes. Good. Because I was thinking about you, Liz, sitting there with your hot toddy Honest It's Medicinal. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Uh, you know your your honey and whiskey and, and a hot drink to, to help you with your cough and I thought well you need to wet your
0: thrapple you need to wet your throat that's absolutely true and I've just thought of one for when you go for a wee walk a wee walk is a donner a wee donner yes a wee donner yep, yep so you could a wee donner round the loch before your tea now you better
1: spell that so that people don't confuse it with a, a donner kebab <laughs> that's oh, true. Yes. yes um,
0: d-a-u-n-e-r D-A-U-N-E-R. And how could I forget when I'm saying so wee Donner before my tea? Loch Alvey. My cottage sits <laughs> on Loch Alvey, the most
2: beautiful <laughs> loch in Scotland, and I forgot all about it. Familiarity breeds contempt. And my, my wee word that I'll just say, Liz, you reminded me about going for a, a wee Donner, but sometimes you can be just fair out at the end of your wee Donner. <laughs> That's a good one, yes. <laughs> just And pe- out means you're just short of breath and just Checking away there.
0: <laughs> we're hoping to have a wee Christmas party yes, because it's a good time to we? introduce it. Um, yes. We're we're very conscious that we're seeing the, the same names coming up, and we feel as if we've got friends all over the place, but we've never seen you. Is we're hoping to have a, a Scottish blethers Christmas party by Zoom, so it won't cost you anything. We'll put out an invite. And uh, if you're interested and you'd like to have a wee blether online, uh, not online, on, on screen, then we'd be delighted to see you. So we'll put out an idea of, of the date and how you would join us closer to the event. But think about it. We'd love you to come and join the Scottish Blethers Christmas Party. And you have to have a hat and a tootie thing. Oh, what's a, tootie a tootie thing. <laughs> a <tootie> thing. <laughs> what is a tootie <laughs> thing called? That's another what Scottish word. That's another Scots know, but, word.
2: Tootie well, thing. What's the...
0: <laughs> What's the proper word for it hooter a hooter no it's not, not a hooter just like a horn a tooty thing that's fine a tooty thing is much better <laughs> <laughs> two toots and your root it's time to go ladies <laughs> thanks for your time ladies speak again soon
1: bye for now bye <laughs>
2: There we have it, our blether for this week.
1: If you'd like to engage with us on social media, everybody out there, um, we're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as Scottish blethers We'd love to hear what you think of the episode and any topics that you might like us to cover in, the, in future blethers. So please do get in touch. So it's cheery bye from me.
2: Ta-ta the noo from me. And if I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the windy from me. Bye. See ya! Bye!